Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. It's hard to believe it, but we are starting season five of Breaking Bad. This is season five, episode one, Live Free, Die? Question mark. Uh, I almost said die hard, but uh, <laughs> I keep that's, 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 that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different thing. This this was. Uh, <laughs> Um, this this episode first came out on July the fifteenth, twenty twelve. Um, directed by Michael Slovis, written by uh, Vince Gilligan, the great man himself. Um, one thing I think we might just start tracking now as well is two point nine three million viewers. I think that's going to start ticking up pretty quickly as we get into this. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is I can't believe we're talking about the the our last ever uh, premiere that we're going to be talking about in Breaking Bad. It's pretty crazy. Um, my name is Nick, and um, you know, they say it's been a pleasure. It hasn't. And my name is Ben, and I'll be your server today. <laughs> there was one I thought you would have gone for, but you didn't go server. for it. So, oh right, you know? yeah, yeah. I might, I might get, I might get to that one at the end. Who knows? Well, but, I was um, thinking that if you don't use it now, I'll use it in the end. But uh, you, you might beat me to it. So, I usually go for the penis ones. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, this is. I'm really excited to talk about season five. Um, because it's so different, like it just feels like it's a, a completely different beast compared to the other, the other, especially two, three, and four. And I feel like in some ways it's a bit of a throwback to season one in some ways, which you know, like we don't have, we obviously don't have our um, our main man Gus anymore, and and you know, like things they're having to kind of do it themselves a little bit in terms of the the whole meth making and all that kind of stuff. And so it just feels like there's a little bit of throwback. But then also we start getting into the end game, and and we're going to talk about that almost straight away here with this first scene that we get which starts to set up the end game of the show so it's just it's exciting to be here you know really really exciting to be here yeah and it's the thing i think we sort of touched on a little bit with season four is that it could have ended there and weirdly we would have been okay with it and i think kind of it's interesting that we have this final season that in many aspects you could argue what's the point of this season but we're going to get the majority of the greatest episodes and the greatest moments and, and the most rated episodes and everything. And, and you're glad that this exists because it really just turns up the week. And I, I like that comparison to season one, because obviously we've got a couple of extra episodes. It's a bit more of a build. Some of these earlier ones are kind of maybe a bit like season three, where kind of like, you know, they're a bit of a slow burn, but at the same time, it's just, it's fascinating. The thing I always am, I'm, I'm hooked to this because we're basically watching our protagonist now being the antagonist. And it's it's odd to think that our villain is the guy who we kind of should not be seeing as a villain. And it's just it's this level that we've got, this afterworld of Gus and kind of everything. And I love the, the subtleties of just how meticulous Gus's empire was and that this is kind of the fallback that we kind of get with this as Walt sort of switches over into trying to be Gus. It's, it's fascinating. Like, it's really, really interesting. And 
I yeah, sort of jumping ahead into the opening scene, but I, I love kind of how they they lay the groundwork to this whole season with this this scene at the beginning where it's like wow okay like you know we we're going to get to this point here but yeah it's it's very interesting I think that it's just fascinating television this final season which and we knew it was the final season obviously didn't we like if you're watching this live in 2012 it was known knowledge this is the final season right yeah well I guess it's probably a little bit to unpack there in terms of there was quite a lot of um negotiations about getting to this final season and there was probably like a really 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 slim chance that season four was going to be the last season that they wouldn't have got the contract negotiations right and it would have ended on four which is so weird to think about now you know like i I just can't imagine the show ending like that but um so, so that was a possibility and i guess one of the other things that people might ask is why are we treating this as one season when you know the first eight seasons there's then a year's gap before the the last eight episodes kind of come up and and should we really be treating this as two half seasons or two different seasons but it's marketed everywhere as season five you know in a lot of places it's season 5a and and 5b so you know we're treating it as one season um a lot of it comes also down to it's treated as one season because of actors contracts and things like you know they were they were signed on for one more season and, and this was how it was packaged up so um this is the last premiere we will talk about. You know, I'm sure when we get to, you know, season uh, episode nine and, and we're talking about what is effectively a premiere, we will kind of maybe think about how we might have ranked that if we were ranking it alongside our other premieres. But, you know, for, for, for our purposes, this is the last premiere. This is obviously the last episode one. Um, and everybody knew going into that, 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 yeah, that we were on the home straight here. Which, again, people who listen to us on the Oz Network listen to Nick and our coverage of Nip Tuck. Uh, I mean, as we mentioned, sort of at the end of last season, season five of Nip Tuck was basically the same, you know, except it was a, a was there like 16 episodes, I think, in part one and then eight in part two. So, or, you know, some different spread. So it was a bit different. But, um, yeah, I think that it's... I, I always think it's important to cover just as one season. I, I get sort of the discrepancy, but, I mean, if... I, they sold this as I know they sold it as like season five, part one, and part two on DVD. But they ultimately did, then did sell it as season five, like complete from memory as well. So, um, yeah. So I mean, it is still one whole season, and that is. And I think I mentioned last season that it, if anything, just make it five, and then make part two, season six. But as you said, there's obviously contract reasons behind that why they can't do it. So, um, but. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, oh, I always think there's a lot more to this season as in episodes. Like, I always know, oh, five's a long season, but it's legitimately only three more episodes than a standard Breaking Bad season, isn't it? It's, you know, just what, 13 in a season, seven in season one. But, uh, you know, when you think, well, this is a long season, there's only three more episodes that we get, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting to note also that um, this episode that we're about to talk about is actually the shortest episode of Breaking Bad. It's 41 minutes. I thought minutes. it felt short. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's quite strange as well. You know, that, um, yeah, even though it's a long season, they're not long episodes necessarily. The others kind of get back into what we've established that kind of 47 minute mark. But mm. um, this is this one is short, which is quite interesting. And I, I can't figure out why that is. There isn't really anything that tells me that. It's, um, yeah, just short and sweet. So, I suppose we can probably get into it if you're. If you're ready to talk about it and um, always Nick. we uh we kind of get straight in with this kind of flash forward which is fun i mean breaking bad plays with us a lot and and especially in this final season um where we kind of get you know we, we're in this diner and it immediately starts off with you know this guy getting served up a plate of kind of bacon eggs and the hash browns and um and you know he he kind of you know rearranges the bacon into the number 52 and, and then we kind of pan out and it's Walt and he's he's obviously looking um you know 
a lot skinnier and he's got hair and a beard and you know he looks very gaunt and um yeah obviously the, what he's doing here is is explaining that he's this is his 52nd birthday which kind of gives us a bit of a time frame for this and uh you're obviously in denny's if i didn't say that and that's you know important um and um and and yeah and basically this is just kind of this flash forward that's we don't know exactly just yet but it's established in a couple of episodes of time that this is basically a year into the future um so you know like the, we're getting this flash forward basically you know that we find out that his his name's mr lambert so he's got a um yeah, a pseudonym which we will find out about later on as well um and um and and yeah basically the, the service says you know like, when it's your birthday you eat for free and and we kind of see him there and then and then we see him kind of go in and meet with this i always forget this guy's name but the, the guy who gives him the the gun and the keys to, to get this new car you know they're in the bathroom and do this handoff and um you know we, we see him kind of get these car this this um this keys and he goes out to the car and in the back of the car is this machine gun which is obviously going to be a really important part of the the last dip, the last season of the show um and um yeah we we kind of see him kind of you know chuck things into the back with the gun um and and head on out you know so we've kind of got this this mystery box that we're, we're going to get into the details of as the show goes forward so yeah i mean it's it's a hell of a lot of fun great way to start the show um we obviously get the, the kind of the number plate on his car as well as from new hampshire which is the live free and die which live free all die which is their uh their state motto which is which is why the the episode title is what it is so yeah it's it's an intriguing way to start the episode which so there are they in Albuquerque right now, aren't they? Yes, Cause yeah, because she, yeah, she says to him, "Are oh, you on your way to to California, Los Angeles?" And and yeah. he says, "No, no, I'm I'm here," um, and he's here for business, which is you know slightly menacing. Because also, also, I think it's where the guy in the bathroom says, "Like, oh, you couldn't get it over the border," and he's like, "Oh no, it's not going anywhere," or something like that. What he says, yeah, um, kind of yeah. to him. But um, can I just say that uh, I, I believe this is a real thing at Denny's. Um, again, I've only been there a couple of times, but I deserve eat free if it's your birthday. Um, and now, just quickly on the on the hash browns here, Nick. Now, again, you're you're from the southern part of the world, and and we generally a hash brown to us is like a solid piece of fried potato, right? Like, yeah. have you ever experienced yeah. this shredded type of hash brown that you see on the plate here? No, no. Um, yeah, they're very much kind of like formed singular objects, aren't they? Yeah. Which, which I have to say, having experienced this at Denny's and other restaurants in North America, they're actually quite good. Quite good. Again, yeah. not the biggest breakfast fan of a big plate of fat like this is, but it's still decent. So, would recommend it. Although, I don't recommend the way he has his eggs. That's too uh, runny for me. I'm not a runny egg man. I like my eggs cooked. How do you like your eggs, Nick? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more a Walt than a you. Person, I'd say when it when it comes to that. <laughs> I remember when growing up, my mum and dad would cook eggs, and everybody in my family would have it all like raw, mm, runny eggs. Like they go, like no, cook mine for longer. I don't want the goopy shit going all over my food. <laughs> like my steak, well done, and my eggs, well done. Right, just fucking cook shit. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of I like I like I like this waitress when she's like, oh, even if I was rich, I'd want free. Like you know, just kind of going along those lines. And I'm guessing this is a, a Brian Cranston wig and fake. Beard, it's not looking too realistic in terms of his full head of hair and his goatee. Um, well, it doesn't actually say, but I'm, I'm I'm assuming so. I mean, I think maybe the beard's real um, because I think probably you know the other thing I didn't say is that you know, he goes and he and he's 
popping pills, you know, in the in the bathroom or whatever it is. So we kind of know that he's not well, and obviously he's quite gaunt. So I think he's mm. probably lost weight for these particular scenes. You know, like they were probably shot at the end, and um, you know, after he'd lost a little bit of weight. So it's potentially his real hair um, and real beard, but um, there's nothing in the trivia that kind of helps me to answer that question. And is this guy in the bathroom? Is this the same gun guy that we got from last season that you said comes back and that people seem to like? Is this the same guy? Law- from- His name's Lawson, which I'm just getting from the uh, the it notes is, from on the, 38 on the website. Snow. It is the same yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you said he came back, I'm thinking like, I'm trying to rack my brain where he comes back. But um, so yeah, because I think didn't you mentioned that people seem to really like this guy. Like it's kind mm. of like, well, sure, he's, he's in, in like, what two scenes. He's in Better Call Saul as well. Like he's in a couple right. of episodes in season two of Better Call Saul, which I don't remember. So um, something that maybe we'll get to one day. So yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's a great little way to start this, you know. Like and, and you know, like I say, I, I love the mystery box element to it. I think it's just a lot of fun. I, I like it. Yeah, I kind of like his little conversation here with Lucy, and it's all like you know, like oh great science museum or whatever where they are near Boston or whatever it is. And then the thing that I like, again, these are just little things you notice in terms of being in that part of the world is the shot when he's in the bathroom and you see sort of behind him, you've got the change table, which says koala bear care. Now, like, I think they've changed that now to literally just call it koala care. And I want to think that's because Australians complained enough to the fact that it's not a fucking bear. Um, But like, just just seeing that, I'm like, oh, I miss those like random tables that you got in there. But um, I just want to point out that uh, New Hampshire's like motto of live free or die, it's very uh, direct, isn't it? <laughs> like, I mean, poor old prisoners in New Hampshire. Like, well, we're dead then. <laughs> like, well, I think, I think, I think that's a um, you know, like a, a revolutionary times thing, isn't it? Because New Hampshire is mm. one of the one of the initial kind of New England states, or whatever it is. So I think it's that you know, from that, it's kind of like that "don't tread on me" type thing. You know, I'm showing my my lack of knowledge here, but I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> kind of where it comes from. I don't think it's a Bruce Willis thing. It's very yeah, well that, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've driven through New Hampshire. I think I've ticked off my states in terms of when I went from Boston, Montreal. I know sort of going up through New England. I think it was New Hampshire and Vermont that I drove through. Right. Very green, very you know pretty. So yep, yep, um, that's yep. as much as I've seen of New Hampshire. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's, it's um, I do like the opening. I, I always like a, a sort of a nice tease in terms of we're going to get from point A to point B. You know, I think we talked a yep. lot about that during season two, and I like it. I think it's and it's interesting knowing, as we will, as you said in a couple of episodes, that this is essentially a year from now. And again, yep. this show hasn't really, I mean, when we get to that point when we see his 51st birthday, I mean, that's basically then been a year from the beginning of the whole series yep. back in season one, right? So like it's yep. sort of not a lot of time gets spread. So yeah, I like it. It's a good way to start. Yeah. And I think a little bit like season two is that you, we, we'll see snippets of this that will build, you know, so we'll, we'll get another one later on, which is, you know, the same kind of time frame where he's kind of come back into town and um, and it kind of adds to this. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun and it's, you know, it's kind of quite similar to the whole pink teddy bear thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that. But um, and our next scene after the, the credits kind of is a, um, it closes the loop, Ben, and I'm not sure that we've ever actually talked about this before, but um, did you notice that every, every, premiere episode of Breaking Bad starts after the after the cold open starts with a flash well a repeat of a scene from 
the last episode of the previous season. So if you think back, we had kind of um, season two opened with Tuco in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um, season three opened with, what was the one in season three? I know season four was obviously um, Jesse shooting um, yep. Gale. Um, and season. season four obviously opened with the, um, oh, sorry, season four opened with that. Um, season three was what the season three. plane crash, Jesse... Skylar walking out. Did that open? Oh, re- oh, re- oh, it's more. It's more the kind of reports on the. So maybe that's one. It's not a re- right. an exact repeat, but it's um, reporting on the plane crash. So kind of picking up on what just happened. So, um, and this does the same. Obviously, we see the repeat of the, you know, the the phone call between Skylar and Walt. Um, you know, just after uh, Gus has has been killed, and you know, the whole I one kind of opens this episode. So, um, just interesting that they've kind of cl- closed the loop there and made sure they've done that in, in every season that they've had. And it happens. Two doesn't it at the beginning of part two of this season though doesn't it? Yes, I doesn't think it so. start yeah. the same as well? Yeah, yeah. So I they kind so. of yeah. do that with that as well. So that's yeah, mm. I didn't know. Yeah. I did not know that. That's very mm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that, that's really cool. And we obviously then get, um, you know, we, we get these scenes of kind of Walt like, um, you know racing home and, and doing the cleanup and I love the kind of music behind it. it's kind of like this frantic music of, you know like as he's kind of cleaning up which is which is really cool and you kind of see him like put everything to this kind of black trash bag and and, and kind of head outside and, and put it in the back of his car and then he comes back inside and then obviously you know just about to pour himself a drink and then he remembers the lily of the valley and you know you kind of see him rush out and put that in the back of the car too before his family arrives home so yeah it's kind of just these 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 great little kind of um you know, references back to what happened at the end of, of season four, which was obviously, you know, so jam-packed that, you know, having these things in that episode wouldn't have worked. Um, and, you know, we obviously then see um, Skylar and, and Walt Jr. kind of come home and Walt Jr. is like, why have you not got the TV on? You should be kind of watching everything that, that's happening. Um, and, um, you know, he, he kind of goes down and, and talks to Skylar and, um, and yeah, that, there's obviously quite a bit of tension going on there between them and, um yeah, I think it's it's just kind of a good way to kind of start that um, you know she she is afraid of this man at this point. You know she's and and I think Anna Gunn plays it really well, kind of plays that fear um, of of Walt in this moment, um, particularly well. So it's it's kind of just set, what, setting up what the next few episodes are going to be like. I think. And I, I kind of like this, and I think it makes sense that she would be afraid of him because I mean you know like it goes back to the whole I am the danger sort of section. Now yeah. all of a sudden she's basically realizing that he's capable of blowing up a nursing home essentially to kind of you know in the whole i1 but i still i still question this whole big like with walter jr like freeing did you know he was evil like you met this guy like twice like i mean it's just again i meet people twice and if all of a sudden you tell me they're like a massive drug dealer i'm not going to be like oh yeah okay like (laughs) good for them um, you know i met your housemate a couple of times and if you all of a sudden said to me nick like oh he's a massive drug dealer i'd be like well, that's a shock. <laughs> How you doing? Like I'm not gonna be like, oh my god! Like, like you know, like I never thought about. No, 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 no. But um, it's just I just kind of think it's it's funny that way. But um, yeah, the tension of it all. Like I like kind of the cleanup of everything, and even he's just throwing out like the measuring jugs and and yeah, the the lily of the valley and everything along those lines. But uh, yeah, I, I'm always gonna praise Anna Gunn because I, I love just the way she plays this. What does he say? Like, don't I even get a hello? Or like, I'm glad that you're alive? Or things like that. Just the way she's just unpacking. Like, yeah, it just works really well. And and obviously, it kind of finishes on the shit. You know, like he he suddenly has this this 
this kind of thought, which takes us into the next scene, which is kind of, um, you know, the, the destroyed super lab when we kind of see um, Hank kind of going down and, you know, w- with the rest of the DEA crew and, and kind of surveying the scene. And um, it, it, it's kind of like, it's, an, it's a really interesting look here because we've kind of got like, Hank in this kind of hazmat suit with his walking stick. It's kind of quite an, quite an odd look, looking scene, um, but I really love again the music here. It's almost like it's almost like mournful um, mm. of like you know like, in that kind of like you know he he knew he was right all along, but it's not like he's happy about that. He's he's pissed off that he couldn't convince people that he was right, and they've missed this opportunity to kind of catch this guy. Um, and you know they're obviously surveying it around, and I. I, I I kind of love and I'm horrified by that that line about the here's the two dead bodies and apparently like when the fire gets hot enough their teeth do this popcorn thing, which I just found like to be just a really kind of gross gross way of which is that is that their that. way of of basically I think I mentioned last season about how they're still going to identify that these bodies were shot, so I feel that's their way of retroactively saying it was so hot that their teeth exploded yep. so we couldn't ident like and that's their way yeah, of, yeah. of retconning the fact that they're not stupid for not you know burning them in a vat of acid so i feel that's yeah, their yeah. way of doing yep. it yeah 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 and i think it, it, it to me it comes off as kind of lucky more than anything else yeah. but um but but yeah it, it, it kind of works for the scene and and then obviously kind of um hank kind of spots the the remains of the of the camera which is going to be set us up for the rest of this episode. So it's, I guess it's a setup scene, but I, I think it's a really fun setup scene. I love his line when he's like, freeing you magnificent bastard or whatever he says, kind of going there. And when it's going, he's just like, go on, you know, tell me, tell me now, told you so, told you so, which I do question, how does Hank get down the ladder with his walking stick? But you know, whatever, <laughs> but um, no, I'm with you. I think it's great. And like, I just love the, the set. Like it was fascinating watching that documentary on the last episode about how they kind of got the look of the explosion in the nursing home but it'll be fascinating to kind of see how they got this look for the super lab being so burnt out like there's that great shot where they're kind of underneath hank and they're kind of panning around the ceiling which to me maybe looks a bit cgi maybe they've kind of done that afterwards but just like the the practical effects of having these destroyed metal things and the walkways and and just kind of the way they've got the witch's hat spread out and just this, what is it, like gunk on the ground? It's like mud or something along those lines or just soot or whatever it is. But um, it looks really, really cool. And I'm with you like with the music and everything too. It's just sinister and dark and everything like that as well. But I I like, yeah, I like the way they kind of, you've got that moment where Walt kind of goes like, oh, shit. And then even like as an audience, you're kind of like, well, what's he thinking about? And then all of a sudden you're, oh, shit, the camera's right. Okay. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yep, and uh, then we move on to um, Mike feeding the chickens, which isn't a, a masturbation reference. So he is actually feeding Top chickens. Top five moment, um, Mike feeding the chickens. <laughs> There'll be no moments but, yeah. in this season at all. This is the top five moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so obviously he's, he's still recuperating back in Mexico from – and, you know, this kind of gives us a time frame that this is, you know, like – Salute was what it's episode ten, and you know we're now on to you know four episodes later, and and it's barely a week later because he's still kind of recuperating from you know his his gunshot wound, and um the doctor kind of comes out and tells him that that um that Gus has been killed, and we kind of then just cut to Mike driving away, and um kind of see him and and, and you know the the two cars like Walt and Jesse coming towards him, and they, they kind of come to this this kind of standoff, and um they both jump out of the car and, and, you know, Mike just wants to shoot Walt there and then just kind of end it. And he's just this intense anger from him, which is really, really, you know, I just think that Jonathan Banks does an amazing job here, you know, like really, really good. And, um, you know, Jesse kind of stands in between them and 
I, I kind of like how kind of Jonathan Banks does the whole, oh, Jesse, you know, like it's, he's like disappointed more than anything that he's been taken in by Walt. And um, and basically they kind of stop him to say, hey, look, we're all invested here because, because of the camera situation. So, yeah, again, another great setup scene in terms of what's happening in this episode. But, um, yeah, I just think the kind of the tension here and, and, you know, Mike's just lost it with Walt now. He's just, he's had enough and just wants to, you know, wants to take action into his own hands which you know i think if if, um if you and mike probably fair enough right yeah exactly i mean kind of it goes back to what i was saying at the beginning of the episode that you really get this whole level of just the meticulous nature that gus had planned everything and that it's not as simple as killing one guy we're going to get a whole lot this season aren't we of just the shit that is going to go down now that walt has done this but yeah, I love this sequence, and clearly we're, like, in Mexico again because it's that yellow tinge, of course, which yeah. um, how does Walt and Jesse get over the border so easily? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, but, yeah, I like the kind of the tension of it driving there and just I'm with you, that that line that, you know, Mike has of the, the Jesse sort of moment there. And the thing I love about, like, Walt, like, is just we really start to just get the, the unraveling of badass Walt here where he just kind of like he feels he's so in control now that he's just purely Gus and we're going to get a lot of that throughout the you know the next few episodes but uh, I kind of just even like the way here that even when he's got a gun pointed at him he's not really I mean he's concerned but he's not sort of super concerned like he's sort of just like oh like oh, oh. but then even then he's not it's not like at the end of season three when he's you know begging for his life right he's just kind of like oh you're not going to shoot me uh, you gotta, you gotta listen to what I'm saying here. But I, I love, one of my favorite moments is when he's like at the car and he puts his hand out, and they're like, "What?" And it's like, "Keys, scumbag! It's a universal symbol for keys." And then they just get in the car and drive off. I love Mike. Mike's great. Yeah, and I, I think here too, it's the, that whole thing of kind of, as you rightly say, that kind of Walt is just like so empowered now. Like you know, he thinks he has got it all figured out, and um, you know, he's taking this massive action to get rid of Gus, and so like nothing's going to stop him now. You know, in, in his mind, and um, I think that's just such a powerful thing here is that now, you know, if he wasn't making mistakes before, Walt is absolutely going to start making mistakes here because he's just his ego's gotten out of control, and this is just the start of it, right? And we're going to see more of that in this episode, but then in the next few episodes as well so yeah i i just think it's it's great setup for where we're going in season five um and you know but still mike's not taking any of his shit which is fantastic as well you know yeah and i just this is a, the thing i like really like about jonathan banks this season is just that like frustrated like he's always got that grumpy kind of frustrated like oh God, here we go like you know we saw it last year well last season sorry with the ear and the you know like oh great yeah. he's you know but it's just that level of it that sort of he he likes to have things a certain way clearly and, and work a certain way. And I just like seeing him kind of just trying to keep order and, and realize all this shit that he's got to deal with now. And again, that Walt, and it goes great, but what I was saying last season that, uh, I'm more team freeing because Walt's kind of fucking this whole thing up. You know? yeah. So yeah. good on you, Walt. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so then, then the rest of this episode is really well. A lot, a lot of this episode now is going to be focused on how they deal with this issue of, you know, that that the police have a laptop, which is, you know, obviously going to have the the, the camera stuff on it, and um, it, it, and that's something that they have to deal with if they're going to move forwards. And so we then kind of see the scene where kind of Mike is is putting this this false phone call in to kind of find out where exactly um, they're keeping the evidence, and he finds that you know it's in this evidence locker, and you know there's no way they're going to be able to get to it. And Mike and Walter kind of argue. And that's just we kind of Jesse just like pipes in and says, "Oh, why don't we 
what, you know, could we use magnets? Um, and, you know, like we kind of, um, you know, they're kind of arguing and finally they kind of actually acknowledge that Jesse's got this really good idea, which is, I, I, I just love it. I think it, it, it's really good because Jesse's kind of just been sitting in the background here and, and suddenly he's got this, you know, he's not the, he's not the, the expert. These guys are the experts, but, you know, he, he has this great idea here and it, it is a good idea. Yeah, I um one thing I, I love the just the scene in between that when you've got Hank with the laptop in Fring's office. I kind of love the way they zoom in on his face and he's kind of like like oh I've jackpot here we go I've got this. But um yeah I fucking like I just love Mike and um Walt bickering and just the way that Jesse's like magnets yo what about magnets yo magnet like it reminds me of um Men in Black when you've got Tommy Lee Jones and Rip Torn arguing and the way Will Smith is like hey old guys <laughs> and they like <laughs> finally look at him when they're like arguing but the the, the Aaron Paul just has this way of doing this bit when he's like talking about magnets they're looking at him and he does that whole thing where he's just like poof like he kind of does that thing with his yeah. hands <laughs> just the way he does it is so cool um it's just ah uh, so good it's just it's just a simple little scene which you think shouldn't work but the thing i really like about this and a lot of what you get in season 5 is kind of this heist planning that you're going to get. Like we're going to get a very famous one with the train in a few episodes and then this one, it's it's that way. And, again, I don't know if you're much of a gamer in terms of playing Grand Theft Auto, but Grand Theft Auto V was built around this whole notion of heists. So a lot of your missions were like you've got to get everything into place. You can take like three different options. Like do we go the easy way, the, the normal way, or the fast, hard way, you know what I mean? And kind of it just it reminds you of that, the way you've got this whole planning of like magnets and then we're going to go back to our what's-his-face Mr. Heckles from Friends in a minute and then kind of just <laughs> all this sort of stuff where it's planning. Like you could so easily do it like we kind of had that earlier on when they stole the methylamine and that where you just kind of saw them straight into it whereas this it's like no it's planning we've got to do this we've got to do that so and i like the fact that you've got jesse all of a sudden being kind of the smart one to kind of get things on board and we're about to see jesse loaning money like everything's coming full circle here with jesse so yeah yeah no, it's good. And yeah, like you say, we kind of, we, we go to the junkyard and meet Mr. Heckles, who I think actually has a proper name, which is old Joe or something, but I'm, he's always going to be Mr. Heckles to me. Um, and, and yeah, basically, could they use the magnets that he uses there to kind of lift cars up and move them around? You know, is that something that they could potentially use? Um, and, you know, so the magnets wired to what, 42 car batteries um, is what they're going to end up doing here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Mike's not particularly convinced and I love the kind of acting by Jonathan Banks here. We you know, you kind of just see him like not particularly impressed by this whole thing, which I think is, is really, really good. Um, so, it's, and you know, he this whole thing is, is that Mike doesn't really want to be involved here, but um, yeah, he, 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 you know, Jesse kind of convinces him to be involved. And so you know, it's this kind of really uneasy alliance between the three of them, and they, they need Jesse to be involved. Um, so they need Mike to be involved, and, and Jesse's going to be the connector between these two, which is which is going to be important as we kind of move forwards. Um, I'll just kind of add in the, the scene here too as well. It's, a, it's kind of a long scene on the show, but there's there's not a whole lot to it really, which is where Skyler's kind of in the office and and um, Saul comes in. So our first, uh, first Saul sighting for the season. Um, and basically just talks that Ted Benneke is, you know, is in hospital that he's just woken up. Um, and this could this could potentially be a problem for them. And so we see Skylar kind of go to the hospital and visit Ted. Um, and, you know, it's probably going to be your favourite 
uh, Ted scene or, um, <laughs> or, or, or or my favorite Ted scene, but it's basically like Ted saying, "Oh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal anything," um, you know. So um, you don't need to worry. But you know, um, Scott was obviously very concerned about this, um, you know, like, about Ted's well-being, and and he obviously looks terrible. You know, he's in this big kind of neck brace thing, which is it's really kind of a quite confronting scene when you kind of see him there. Um, so yeah, I know I'm jumping around, but I just want I thought we might as well talk about the Ted stuff together while we're here, and then go back to the magnet stuff but um yeah right, any, so any, any, yeah yeah we'll come back to the magnet stuff but okay. yeah kind of any any particular thoughts on the, the ted stuff in general well, just, just, I, I imagine- just gonna ask with the magnet stuff so we, we're not including the bit where they test it for the first time no so, no we'll, we'll okay, come right. we'll come back to okay. it, yeah i just i just wanted to say on the the initial meeting here with mr heckles and everything like <laughs> i love can we just say also to time of recording obviously i realize at the time of recording this this has not been released for like seven months so this is very well dated news by the time people actually listen to this but rest in peace gunther uh, i don't know if you saw that <laughs> gunther died that was very sad <laughs> didn't, didn't realize he was sick so um yeah anyway um i shouldn't be laughing at that but yes, no i was gonna say nick why are you laughing it's more it's more the timing thing that yes you're right like it will be very old news by the time people get to it it's very old mr heckles has probably died by the time this Jesus, Ben, don't say that. You've killed two James Bond actors. You should, you should be scared of what you do with this. But, um, yeah, I kind of like this sort of setup, and I love that we get him back. Like, I, I just kind of like that we see him and, you know, kind of this organising thing. And, like, yeah, I, I like this sort of Jesse being the middleman between Mike and and Walt. It kind of works well. But um, just quickly, Sol, still wearing the ribbon. Don't know if you noticed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just still there it is. Um, but, like... I okay, poor Ted, in a weird way, but like it, it is like you're right. Like it's very confronting because like I don't even think like when I watched this for the first time, I even thought this would be like this guy literally tripped and hit his head, and here he is like in screws and like he's got his thing up. Like it is very very confronting. Um, but I I do love the fact that he's got like two little heart things on his nipples, by the way. But um, I I love. Like, you just see it in Anna Gunn. Anna Gunn's brilliant in this scene. The way she's just kind of, like, looking at him and it's that shock. And then all of a sudden she basically goes out to almost the whole, like, evil Skylar. The way he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone. I've got kids. And then she's just basically like, good. <laughs> like, it's just kind of, I love the way that she kind of just turns out and goes that way. When this whole sort of storyline recently about Skylar is her being afraid. So she's kind of almost just using Walt to, to kind of be this kingpin here. But, um, I mean, this is the last time we ever see Ted, right? Oh, what yeah, a shame. Yeah. Um, there he is. But, um, yeah, I don't... I can't, I'm kind of glad he's here, like, to be fair. Like, I'm kind of glad that um, we kind of get a little bit of closure yeah, on this particular I agree. You know, kind of story. was it Christopher, Christopher Coleman, Coleman? Is that his name? Um, I mean, I think the Christopher Cousins, sorry. The, the effects look... I mean, they do a very good job with the effects here to make it very confronting that, like... And, it like, he kind of fucking scares me, Nick, because, like, I don't want to trip over in my house now because, like, this could happen. Like, like there, there, all jokes aside, there was a, a, a semi-famous sports reporter probably about 15 years ago by the name of Clinton Gribus here in Australia and, like, woke up one morning, you know, he's died. Like, oh, my God, like, he was so young. And basically it was discovered that he got up to go to the toilet in the middle of the night and tripped and hit his head and, and died and you're like fuck like i guess we've all got to die one day but there are some things where you think like about accidents like a car accident sure but like just going to the bathroom in the night and tripping and hitting your head like again he was running away from Huel, but yeah you know like, Huel's not that fast 
No, like God, I, every time there's a bung rug in my house now, I'm like, I'm, I'm second guessing it, uh, basically, because I don't want to end up as like robot man here with heart things on my nipples. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad that I'm. This is probably the only time I lost the words. I'm glad we got to see Ted again because I feel you needed a conclusion to this yes. in a weird yeah. way. So. Yeah, yeah, it's um. It's almost like Darth Vaderish in, in a mm, kind of weird mm. way. It's a, kind of a weird, a weird Ted. thing to say. But <laughs> Skylar, I am your boss. <laughs> Darth Benicky. <laughs> Who's a better Anakin, Hayden Christensen or Christopher Cousins? <laughs> yeah. I hate them. I hate all of them. <laughs> I wonder if Ted likes sand. Yeah, no, no, he doesn't. No one likes him. But Nick. but yeah, and I think like the whole thing of like you know he's almost unrecognisable because he's got the shaved head and you know like as you say like the whole kind of apparatus around his head and and you know like also kind of like the bloodshot eyes and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff like it's just, yeah it's it's really really impressive. And you kind of see the, the screws that are like in his yeah. head as well. Like, yeah. yeah, and kind of like the like the top of his head's got these big kind of stitches in it where he's obviously that's where the impact's been and or where they've had to kind of drill and I don't know like but yeah it's it's pretty pretty freaky but um yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of playing with the form here I'm doing a breaking bad jumping all over the timeline so we'll now go back and talk about the scene which was the um the kind of testing the magnets with so this is with Mr. Heckles and, and Mike and and these these and and Walt and Jesse and then these two other random guys who are like fist pumping when it goes right in the background. Um and yeah so basically we just kind of see them kind of um, you know, like making sure they they get rid of any metal. You know, like have you got any kind of like you know joints or any like any um, artificial knees or anything like that that might end up getting sucked into this thing? And so they've got in the back of this pickup truck, or not pickup truck, this um, kind of refrigerator truck or whatever it is. Um, and you know they've kind of loaded it up with what is it like forty two car batteries or or something. And you see Jesse's got the laptop. He's got his Dell laptop there, which he's just pulled out of the bag. Um, <laughs> and you know goes and stands. What, is, what did he tell us? Like thirty yards away or something? Something and, like that. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, then, this know, is a new. Can um, I just quickly interrupt you? Sorry, this is a new laptop. You can see they're rich because like you, you yeah. see the Dell box on there. It's not like he's just gone to like secondhand store and bought a shitty laptop. Yeah. He's gone like, oh fuck, I'm gonna buy a brand new laptop to destroy. Like, okay, money bag. <laughs> yeah, um, and and yeah, and so you kind of see like Jesse stand there, and you know they they start turning up the power on this thing, and it kind of starts tilting the truck, and but you know the laptop's still working, and turns it up even more, and then you kind of see Jesse kind of you know. Um, I was holding the laptop and the screen starts to go all blurry and fuzzy kind of matrixy style and then kind of goes off completely and then gets sucked onto the side of the truck and smashes into a million pieces and this is where we get the yeah bitch magnets or whatever it is the you know the the official line um yeah, yeah, which is funny because like during the week I actually sent you that there was a, a beer over here in New Zealand, which is the the Year Science Breaking Bad beer, um, and um, I kind of feel like we need a magnet magnets bitch beer as well. Um, I, lo- I love your comment that you're like, I would buy it, but I don't drink lager. Like it's kind of like, wouldn't you just buy it for the collection thing anyway? Ten, no? ten bucks, ten bucks. I, I'm not, okay. I'm not even going. Yeah, yeah. Too much um, for a lager. Come on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so so anyway, this whole thing works. Um, I, I do love that kind of like Mike is still like completely unimpressed, you know, or yeah. kind of like Jesse's jumping around and, um, you know, Mike's just kind of standing there with his arms crossed completely unimpressed and, and you know, um, what wants to add, what double, double the amount of batteries or whatever it is. Like he wants to be absolutely sure that they've kind of got this right before they kind of move on. I The, the little bit, <laughs> Mr. Heck was going on about getting uh, piercings in your prick. And it's like, you know, oh, what, are you yeah, looking, yeah. What, what are you looking at me for? 
<laughs> what is it with you young kids? You know, why would you want to put a metal ring in your prick anyway? <laughs> I just loved so Jesse, what are you looking at me for? Um, and then and then there's a little bit when they're going on about like, got any steel hips? And they both turn to Mike because he's old. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, oh, the old guy might have one and they just kind of got to look at him. Um, but also one of my favourite bits is when um, when – Walt says, like, oh, could we amp it up? Like, could we double it? And you see Mr. Heckles there in the background kind of counting and he's just like, oh. and then he kind of just has that little thumbs up. He's just going like, yeah, we could do that. Like, he just, he fits this role so well. Like, I just feel that, you know how, like, if you you typecast as certain people, like, but, like, Larry Hankin, like, he fits the super in, like, Friends, right? Like, he's just that type of person. He fits yeah. his kind of junkyard guy. Like, I, I want to think that this is what he does in real life and he's not acting. This is the type of guy that I see working in a junkyard yeah. like this. Yeah, um, it kind of so- works and he's got kind of like the, the kind of, you know, like the kind of long, weedy kind of body and, the, you know, the kind of the hair and it kind of just looks tight, right? Yeah, he just he just fits very well. But um, yeah, the the yeah bitch magnets line because I think we talked back in whatever season it was the science that it's it's always misquoted as they say like yeah bitch science or science bitch when he doesn't say that like he says whatever he says in that moment it's very misquoted. But this one I think is a yeah bitch magnets. I think I've seen that on a t shirt before. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know it is kind of one of those things. Where like I I I you you've been with me when we've travelled well I've, when you've driven me around New Zealand I should say, and I always need to buy a magnet and a pen they're kind of like <laughs> things, so I think like when you go into a tourist store there should be like the display of magnets where it says yeah bitch magnets <laughs> you're like there they are there are the I magnets mean, I, that would sell well. I bet you when you make it to Albuquerque, that will be a thing. You'll, yeah. you'll see that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the name of the store. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a magnet store. Yeah, bitch, magnets. Like, come on. <laughs> That's got to be a store somewhere. Yeah. There is there is a chain of burgers, which Noah and I have discussed over in our lost coverage, called Egg Slut. So if there is a place in the world called Egg Slut, there has to be a place called Yeah, Bitch, Magnets. Right. Yeah, no, we've thought we've started, Nick. Let's start our online store, Yeah, Bitch, Magnets. So <laughs> Oz Network, so little cartoon pictures of Nick Chester on a magnet. Yeah, bitch magnets. There he is. Get Nick Chester on your fridge. And like, and like, and like a Jesse Skull T-shirt or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's wearing yeah. like a yeah. green skull kind of thing in this scene. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we move on to our our big heist scene, which is a lot of fun. So obviously this kind of starts off with Mike, you know, in the dark, kind of goes up and kind of hiding his face, kind of spray spray paint over the top of the camera and you see him kind of like um you know, pull this this keypad apart with um a few tools and and then kind of signals to to um walt and jesse who are in the truck and they kind of drive up and um you kind of see them kind of you know drive right up and um they get you know a bit too that walt wants to get really really close he wants to get basically right up next to the wall of the um the evidence room which is outside and like i love the kind of like shots of the police cars which kind of really sells that this is actually quite dangerous what they're, what they're doing here if they get caught um which i think is you know is really impressive and um yeah then you kind of see and, and you know like um what wants to get really close and he tells jesse to kind of mount this it's kind of like a traffic island or like a, a parking island or something isn't it and um yeah this basically this kind of destabilizes the truck um that's not going to be like on all fours um the way it should be um so, so yeah it's um 
that's obviously going to be important in a minute. They kind of get right up next to the wall and um, and get to work kind of with this this magnet, and they start turning the magnet on, and then we kind of cut to like inside the evidence room, and and you kind of see the cop kind of starting to see things like the, you know, the kind of um, the light fittings all starting to bend in a certain direction, and um, and he can't quite figure out what's going on, and he goes to use his um, kind of his, his um, screen starts to turn off, like we've already seen that stuff from the laptop, obviously, and goes to kind of use his um, his swipe card to get into the evidence room and it doesn't work because it's been demagnetized and and then kind of all hell breaks loose and kind of all these things start moving and um, and yeah I mean um, it just becomes like complete chaos right like all these things are going on and he kind of calls the other cops and they're like oh, it's something outside like he kind of figures out what's going on pretty quickly and um, and obviously like because they've used this this extra amount of magnets is actually destabilizes the truck and it kind of you know it kind of keels over um so these guys that you know like getting away in the truck is not going to be possible anymore so so yeah it's um it's kind of just and then you know just everything's going crazy in this this evidence room obviously it's just turning into a complete clusterfuck which is which is perfect for the scene so yeah i mean it's just it's a hell of a lot of fun these got these cops finally get outside and get to the truck which um jesse and will have abandoned so um you can you kind of see them all you know heading away and, and um, you know, Mike's their kind of getaway driver and, and he says, oh, we left the truck there, which is going to cause a problem. And, um, and you know, Walt's very insistent that, you know, like there's, there's no way to actually trace that stuff back and um, and kind of has that line of like, how do you know that's going to have, or how do you know it's going to have worked? And he kind of says, because I said so. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of showing that kind of cocky nature of Walt. So, yeah, really, really fun scene. I think kind of on any other season this might be something we talk about top five but i'm not sure this is going to make a top five because it's there's just so much in this this season but it's a really fun scene i've written down as a potential top five but i i completely agree i i feel this i mean we talked about last season you know straight away almost having five without even thinking about it but then being difficult i mean god this i really struggle to think how we're going to do this season but um one one like couple of things to this before I talk about the overall because it's interesting that I feel the feedback this scene I've seen online but I don't Mike is very careful I said that early on but there's one moment here which I question Mike is when he goes to that camera and he sprays it he's literally just covering his eyes with his hand yeah yet yeah. Walt and Jesse are wearing balaclavas so I don't get like it's a bit weird could, yeah because like later on next episode when we're going to get Mike being questioned Surely there can be like footage where you see a bald man who fits Mike's description, you know. Like anyway, that's yeah. just one little thing. But I love this scene. Like I, I see this scene. People talk about jumping the shark, and I've seen people mention really? this. I see. I've seen this scene get hate online. I've I've seen people like going like, "Oh, this is just stupid. This is where they go too far." And it's like, well, okay, an episode ago. We had a man tie a bomb to an elderly person's chair and blow up another guy with a bell and basically a guy walk out of a room with half a head, adjust his tie before collapsing, and this is too far. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, uh, uh, Breaking Bad is a show that, to me, doesn't get much criticism, and there's a reason behind that. But for the things that I do see get criticism, this is, I think, maybe the main scene I've seen get the criticism. That's and really interesting. I don't get it because I love this. This is fucking fantastic. This is so entertaining. I love it. It's just, it is kind of batshit crazy, but that's what's so good about it. Like, I love the shot of just everything with the magnets going like, boom, 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 all the evidence going across the wall. Like, it's it's great. It's a great, like, I'd love to know how they did this. 
Like it's it's so cleverly done. And I just love that that level of like Walt kind of getting too big for his own britches there, the way he's like amping up, amping up, amping up, and then boom. And then when it does lead into that whole, you know, because I said so moment, it's great. Like it's just it goes into that whole level of Walt's power and just everything along those lines where it's really getting to his head. It's just, it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Any other season, this would be a top five moment, but it, I doubt very highly that this will make the top five just based on everything else that we've got to come. But I love it. I don't. I do not get the criticism for this. No, season. that's. I think probably what you could say is kind of far fetched, and and you know, like I think probably. Um, you know, one of the things that's kind of in the trivia is that saying that these guys got very lucky that kind of um, the type of hard drive that would have to that this would have to work on would be like basically Gus would have had to have an older style laptop for this to have worked because you know like um, you know things would have been saved in other locations that wouldn't have affected it through magnets and yada yada yada. So I think there's a, there's a little bit of convenience with this, but it's a TV show at the end of the day. It doesn't actually have to be one hundred percent realistic. So I've, I've got no problems. I think it's so well filmed too. Like I think there's kind of like these close-ups is just as the magnets start to kick in of like the paper the paper clip that kind of goes flying across the room and like the kids tricycle and you know like just some kind of cool imagery that I think kind of works really really well here. So yeah, I, I find that very odd because I think it's a, it's a just a really fun scene and you, know, you come back this is, a, this is a you know a premiere our last premiere you kind of just want some fun action really and um it, it's fun i don't know, don't know what else to say really yeah i mean it is kind of in a weird way similar to the stealing of the barrels you know it's kind of not quite as dumb they're a bit more planned <clears> in this one but i mean it's just yeah it's just it's just it's dumb silly fun as you say it's it's a tv show not everything can be like, yeah, it's our job to sit here as podcast hosts and go, oh, this is stupid, this is dumb, and I know I just kind of said that. Well, Mike clearly is going to get caught. I'm, I'm guess I'm being a hypocrite. It's, it's a TV show, but just something like this again. Like, if you're watching something like this and you know you, you analyze every single aspect of it, the realism of it, well, yeah, okay, it's probably because I think MythBusters busted this right, and like other things like that too. But I don't know it's just, it's just. It's just stupidly entertaining. I love yeah. it. And I kind of and I like that moment then when you've got them in the locker room afterwards and they're kind of they're going through the evidence and then yeah. kind of it's almost like, well, they're fucked up in a weird way because they're about to kind of get something that although they've yeah. destroyed the laptop, something else is gonna go work it. It's just it adds the layers yeah. to it of like, oh, I want to keep watching now, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, and yes, yeah, so obviously to talk about that scene, you said kind of like the cleanup of the police with all these kind of you know evidence bags and and you know working their way through the wreckage of this kind of um, this this magnet thing that's happened, and and we obviously see that you know that the, the laptop has been ruined, so you know plan succeeded, but kind of a side effect here is that there's also a um a, a framed photo of Gus and um, I've already forgotten his name. How quickly I forget people's uh, names. Yeah. Uh, Max, Max. Yeah. Um, and and basically that. Uh, the photo slipped in the frame and behind it is a, a Cayman Islands bank account details. So um, this is something they hadn't picked up on before. So um, because of this heist they've done, they've actually they've accidentally revealed something which is going to have some implications um, as the way the show goes on. And, and I guess this is a kind of like the reckless nature of what Walt's doing is now causing these things to happen. But then what was, I always think, what was the plan B? They were, all, they were always going to have to deal with the laptop issue and, you know, I think this is just the whole thing of you know there are there are issues layered on top of issues. So by solving one, you often just open the door to another one. Um, so so yeah, that kind of that you know 
that was always going to happen something like this um but yeah i think it's a nice little hook to kind of move us into the next kind of phase of the show we kind of see walt and um he's, he's gone to saul's office and they talk um basically kind of saul's explaining the whole thing about how he gave um, money to skylar to deal with the whole ted situation um and you know obviously um walt's not particularly happy about this um and and basically saul's also upset because he thinks you know They've, they've kind of dealt with the problem and, and basically saying, you know, while I may not have been 100% supportive of it, it was the best thing for you, you know, and, and Skylar was trying to do the right thing but for you and all that kind of stuff. Um, and basically this is where Saul says he's not interested anymore. He doesn't want to be um, Walt's lawyer and he's, he's done, basically. And and also, of course, we see the um, that, um, we, we, you know, we get the confirmation here as well that um, that Saul has used Hill to um, to basically lift this rice and cigarette from Jesse um, because he's there, got the cigarette and says basically, here, take this. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And we get this very kind of threatening kind of Walt saying, we're done when I say we're done so you know again this whole thing of he now wants to be the boss um so yeah i, I think it's just kind of like really kind of setting up who these people are and I, I i do kind of like the kind of the way that when they're kind of standing up kind of waltz standing over over saul and and you know i i just think kind of bob odenkirk's acting there of kind of just the way he's uncomfortable about that it almost reminds me of kind of i think about you know my own house and you know when one dog stands over another dog you know it's kind of like who's the top dog here and and it, it's absolutely kind of walt in this situation right yeah, it's kind of just, again, Walt getting in the way. He shoves the chair out of the way and poor old soul yeah. here, little weasley soul. But kind of talk about his fashion here. He's got like a purple shirt with a purple tie with like black and I actually really like the tie that he's wearing. I'm just looking at it right now. So, uh, again, it's I don't know if it's a wrong thing that Ben Waterworth likes, the fashion of Sol Goodman. But, um, <laughs> Every now and then. It's like a, it's like a um, stop clock, isn't it? Every now and then it's got to be right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's part of the Oz Network, right? That's that's how we kind of work. But um, I like I, I like that. What's that line that Walt says when when Saul's there explaining like, oh, this happened, this happened, and Walt's just basically like, ask me or like, why not ask Walt or something like that or like involve me or whatever it is. I kind of like the way he kind yeah. of says that, and then just Saul quickly changes the subject to the cigarette. It's like, oh well, you know, this is a cigarette. So yeah, it's sort of it's interesting how we get that confirmation. I'm seeing here too on his desk. You can clearly see aviation law uh, as a book, sort of there. So Saul's still going on about the plane crash, right? Never going never gonna to give that one up. Yeah, he's probably making a shit ton of money, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, and then we kind of finish the episode with kind of um, Walt coming home and, and you know kind of the whole Skylar thing and and says that he you know he obviously knows about the whole Ted thing and and he forgives her um, and and you know kind of has this very kind of awkward kind of embrace with her which you know she's not particularly. Um, kind of um, reciprocal of but kind of has no choice but to to kind of be involved in this at the moment um so so yeah it's 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 an odd way to end what i think has been a really good episode but um kind of yeah just just really sets the, the table i think for how skylar is feeling and also how walt is kind of feeling empowered as well so um weird but kind of fitting kind of final final scene for the episode i think yeah it's i mean we get this i think next episode too kind of like a closing scene of like sort of sky but it, it does yeah. kind of come out of nowhere in a weird way where it's like you're expecting maybe walt to apologize to skylar or something like that for her being afraid but no it's just like no oh, i forgive you and just kind of yeah. the, the look on anna gunn's face is like holy fuck like you just it's just 
the subtleties of this episode, it's not really subtle, I guess. It's probably not the right thing to say, but just Walt's turn here. Just Walt just being like an arrogant, cocky little prick, essentially, now that Gus is dead. Sort of, it's, it's a big leap from last season when, you know, Jesse's just killed Thingo, um, Gale, and then kind of, you know, dealing with his reaction and kind of Walt dealing with all that to, to this all of a sudden now where, yeah, Walt's just essentially like, well, Gus is dead, I'm in control now. Uh, it sort of never worked this way previously, has it, when they've killed off their, their prior stepping stones to to success. So, yeah, just everything getting to him all of a sudden is just, it's it's crazy, but it's enjoyable. Well, I think for where the show kind of goes, you kind of, you absolutely want to feel that, that Walt's a bit of a dick now, you know, like you want to feel, we're really starting to tell the story that, you know, he's not a nice guy. And I think, you know, that, that whole thing about the, you know, Mr. Chips to, Scar- to Scarface or whatever it was, you know, like we, we're at the Scarface point now and, you know, you need to feel that this guy is a real, a real jerk and, and you don't like him. You know, that's a really important thing to kind of start to drive home and, you know, there's no time like, the first episode of the season to start to really kind of build that in, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, I mean, we've talked a lot about when does he become um, Heisenberg. And I mean, he's well and truly Heisenberg right now. I think there's no, there's no real Walt Because even, even, it's just, it's that, that factor that of how he's being at home now too, right? Like it's sort yeah. of, that was his last sort of sanctuary where maybe he's a bit Walt. But he, he's totally being Heisenberg now with Skylar like with the whole like I forgive you sort of kingpin sort of role. So, yeah, he's just – he's completely gone. Which, again, it's like it's that uniqueness of Breaking Bad that our protagonist has become the antagonist and it's sort of I, – I don't know off the top of my head another TV show that has done this. I've, yeah, I've never watched yeah. The Sopranos. Uh, I mean, even Dexter. We, we oh, There's been cla- rank uh, mentioning Dexter again, but like <laughs> at no point do I ever feel in Dexter you ever think Dexter is fully evil. You always right. meant to believe that he is still – a good guy, even right. when he breaks his code and kills for, you know, not within the code. It's still like, well, no, we've got to believe that Dex is still the good guy. So whereas this, it's like, yeah, no, nah, Walt's not good. Walt is the bad guy now, clearly. Yeah, and it's um, it's really interesting because like this this last scene, I'm really glad we actually had well, I had subtitles for it because I think you know Skylar has that line where she says you know about Ted that he's not going to talk and kind of as Walt kind of embraces her, I thought he said and neither are you, and I thought oh man that's chilling, but he actually saying I forgive you, um, and so yeah, I think. It, it, either, either way it plays you know but um yeah i think it's just yeah as you say like just really kind of telling that story so so yeah i think really really good episode i think is, is there any of the trivia that you kind of wanted to touch on there's quite a lot oh. on the website i think probably the one that i just wanted to point out is that you know the, the the name that he's using when we see him in that opening scene and mr lambert is um, apparently the um the maiden name of skylar and, and marie mm. or the middle name or something like that um but um yeah i think that's um it's interesting i don't think it's particularly um you know insightful but i guess it's interesting uh i mean some of this is just typical wiki stretching the fact of adding a fact um the fact that walt's new hampshire car is a volvo the same brand that fring or gay um you know um i love here when brian cranston visited conan o'brien on his talk show conan called this episode amazing okay (laughs) Um, <laughs> great yeah <laughs> yeah great. I, think, I think probably the one there i was talking a little bit about um 
kind of you know the the audience figures is that you know 2.93 million which is you know the most watched episode of breaking bad at the time and and obviously that's going to get eclipsed several times as the show kind of comes to a run but i think we're now getting to the point where the people were watching this much more in real time you know i think kind of seasons one to four people were in, in various you know degrees of um, one way or another were playing catch up um but now i think you know it's I think especially the last eight episodes, but I think very much in season five overall, we're now getting to the point where we're actually seeing real time. You know, people are watching this in real time now. I like, yeah, no, it's, and because you, again, to clarify, you were as well, weren't you at this point? Yeah. You were watching this. Oh, um, I think, no, no, no. I think I picked up at about season, at the second half of season right, five. So right, I was okay. I was still playing catch up. Yeah. Um, one here, episode reference. This is the first season premiere not to feature any characters being killed. Uh, right. So there you go. That's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's the only one there. Um, yeah, no, I like. I it's obviously at that point yeah, where this is sort of a show now that everybody, as you're saying, is kind of fully on board with. Um, and I think I vaguely, I vaguely remember the hype probably more so towards the end of the show i think i mean i was still working at sanity at that point so like people were recommending this show to me all the time um but i i like i vaguely remember the hype around the ending of this when we get to the finale you know in like 16 weeks time or whatever it is but um like i mean god i've never watched an episode of game of thrones in my life but i mean you know obviously i remember when that was ending and kind of everything about that and i think there are those certain shows and i'm sure like if here we go again with friends but like i'm sure if people never watch friends live like we all remember in 2004 like you know i was a friends fan all the time so i was looking to but you still remember the hype around the end of friends you know what i mean there yeah. are certain shows that you remember and yeah so obviously it was really picking up at this point which um mm. I mean, again, we've said it plenty of times that this is one of those rare shows. If you look at the the ratings of this show, not just for viewership, but critically, it's that rarity that things just keep getting better when mm. it's usually the complete opposite for a TV show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, you know, I think probably, again, the IMDb ratings, I can't remember what this one is, but I think it's about a 9.2 or 9.3 or something. And, you know, there's a few episodes coming up that will be like an 8.9, but then after that, everything's nine or over, you know, like it just, it is just like that. But, um, yeah, I think we, we will get to those episodes in due course. I think we can probably um, go ahead and kind of rate and rank this episode. So um, I don't think it's a huge surprise that it's a, it's a buy from me. I, I think this is a really, really solid episode. Um, it's um, I've got it currently ranked at 14, um, which feels, when I put it in there, I was like, this is quite low. But then when I was trying to actually like, nope, it's not better than that. It's not better than that. It's not better than that. And then I finally got to a landing point. It's like 14. Wow, that feels quite low. Um, I've got it sitting behind Hermanos um, and ahead of Grilled, which might be a little bit of a, uh, a hot take. Um, I think Grilled's a great episode with a fantastic finish and definitely a better finish than this episode. But um, I think overall, I think this is just a much more satisfying episode and, and an interesting, fun, rewatchable episode. So um, so that's kind of where I've got it, but absolutely, definitely a buy. It, it, well, that I would say for our statistic-loving people out there that you have now equaled your streak for most buys in a row for Breaking Bad, 12 <laughs> in a row that uh, you have uh, tied there that you did back between season one and season two. So uh, all the pressure on next week. Uh, <laughs> if you break it or do you just keep getting stuck on the on the 12? Uh, buy for me as well. 
Uh, absolutely agree with you there. Uh, it's a great episode. I love the magnets um, and just everything else around it is fantastic. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a buy for me. Um, I've ranked this at 17th, so a little bit lower than you. Uh, so I've got this in between Cornered and Grey Matter. Uh, so, yeah, I, I actually did have it a bit lower before, but I think kind of talking about it again has increased it a little bit more on, on the uh, conversation point. So, um, yeah. So if you're going to look, just looking at your list, I mean, you, you mm. might feel a little bit more subjective about it, you know, now that we're here, but, um, you know, in terms of how you rank these, these premieres, I guess that I've got just quickly looking through, I think I've got seasonal one as my highest at, uh, you know, Pilot is, is num- number one. Um, then box cutter quite close behind it. Um, this is this is number three. Um, season f- season three is number four, and then season two is my least favorite premiere. Yeah, um, I've got season one. Yeah, pilot is still my fourth episode. So number four. Uh, season two, seven thirty seven. I've got it twenty seven. Uh, no mass, I've got it thirty-three. Uh, box cutter, I've got it fourteen, and then this I've got at seventeen. So I've got yeah. So season one, season four, season five, season two, season three. So, so yeah, yeah we're the same except for two and three flipped. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think mine, mine kind of coming at you know season one is eighth at the moment. Um, season four is 10th this one is obviously 14th as i've just said um then i go it's quite a step down i think then i go to 23rd for season three and then all the way down to 34th for hmm. um for, for season two so yeah and i mean so kind of i think that the top three are all you know, season one, four, and five, I think, all very good episodes. The other two, and they're all buys. They're all buys. So um, they're all good episodes, but I think that um, one, one, four, and five are, are a bit of a step up from the others, in my opinion. I agree. And just quickly, The Ringer has this as their 23rd best ever episode of Breaking Bad. So uh, well in the top half. Yeah, and I think probably by the time we get to the end of this, we'll, I think we'll probably be in a similar spot now in mm. terms of where we've got that. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think probably you know, I've got it at 14, you've got it at 17, but there's some great episodes to come. So I, I, oh. unfortunately for this episode, I don't think it's going to stay there. Um, so I think it probably sit round about my top 20, either just inside, just outside, if I was going to take a guess. But, I, uh, we'll yeah, find top out of we're... my head. I can't see mine lasting in the top 20 now just based on the fact that I've got it 17th with, what, 15 more episodes to go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but, I mean, on that level, it should make the top half. Uh, yeah. So what's that, yeah. 14, uh, 15? Yeah, no, I mean, I I mean, I can tell you, spoil it right now, next week is not a better episode. So, uh, you know, I think it's safe <laughs> in the top half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that segues us into the next episode, though, which I think is it, it may not be as good as this one, but I think it's still quite a fun episode, and we 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 kind of get introduced to um to a, a pretty major character for season five and Lydia. So, looking forward to kind of talking about that and some some pretty big plot points for at least kind of the, the first half of season five. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's really fun. I think the opening scene for for next week is kind of like so different from kind of you know like everything else that we've seen because of its setting and and you know and characters and things. So, yeah, I think it's um. Definitely a fun one to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I I 
I don't know if I thought about it as fun, but I mean, it's 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 interesting, you know. Like it's kind of watching this straight after the premiere. I was kind of like, oh, okay, like sort of feel a bit like, oh, that was interesting. But I mean, maybe it's one of these ones that I'll talk myself into liking a bit more. I don't know. I'm not saying I dislike it. I, I liked the episode, but I just maybe not as high on it um, as I thought I was. But yeah, I mean, I I actually really like the opening scene. It makes me hungry. Um, and yeah, me too. Lydia <laughs> is just one of these characters that. Each week, I'm going to be saying like, "Ah, oh, she's okay. Ah, oh, she's annoying. Oh, I like her. Like, she's just she's not a character that I can ever purely put on an opinion on her, if that makes sense." So, okay, well, I don't we'll know. Be at, we'll be. I think we're going to be at opposite opposite uh, spectrums here. Whether I like her or not, I'm definitely going to have um, some some pretty big um, big opinions. So, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yeah, uh, I just want nuggets now or potato gems. What if, I'm just thinking about it next week. I just, I just, I want them now, and I can't eat just them. Want some, just want some, some French, some French, yeah. whatever it is. Um, Ketchup. Yeah, <laughs> and and mosquito barbecue. <laughs> no, sorry, mosquito smoky barbecue. Mm, yum, mosquito smoky barbecue. That is a good sauce. Yum. All right, we're we're definitely in spoiler territory now, so um, I think we should probably wrap this one up. But um, yeah, been lots of fun to talk about it. Um, as always, if you've got any uh, any feedback or comments for us, we'd uh, we'd love to hear them from you. And you can um, check us out in all the usual places. Um, you know, all the usual social media channels. Um, you can um, listen to our other shows. We've got some some great other shows that we're covering as well. So give them a listen if you're enjoying what you what you're hearing here. Um, but other than that, we'll look forward to coming back and, and talking about uh, episode two with you. So uh, my name's Nick and um, I'm done listening to this asshole talk. Oh, wow, that hurts my feelings. Jeez, I don't know if I want to say anything. Taking all this time to say it. I see how it is. Um, my name is Ben, and why would anybody want to put a metal ring through the end of their prick? Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.